The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Are you ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing? Then you've tuned in to the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Hi, I'm Temple Hayes, and I'm so happy that you've chosen to join us today and be part of this incredible show where we look at concepts where people have faced various obstacles and challenges, and yet they still believe in the premise that we can move from good to amazing. I'm delighted to have on my show today, Andrew Senderbeck. Andrew has been leading the motivational movement and a life coach for various years and has worked with so many people seeing them from good to amazing. Andrew, thank you for being here and taking the time to be on this show with us today. Thank you, Temple. How great to be with you. It's great to connect with you again on Unity FM. Well, I just love what you're doing out there in the world because I know that you hold the same belief that I do, that at various times in our lives when we find ourselves unhappy, it's simply because in most cases we are settling for far too less than that which we deserve. I think that's true, and and I, I also think that it really does start with awareness. Uh, I, I can think of, you know, many days gone by when, when maybe things were not as amazing as they are today, and uh, and and remembering being in some pretty dark crevices and holes in life, and and you know it it uh, it was really someone who you know took the time to um, to show me that there's more and that I could be more, and and I think that that has really helped to guide me, and and now I get that really good feeling uh, of helping others, so. You know, it, it's a it's really a powerful experience, not only for um, the person that we're helping out of the hole, but also for us too. I, you know, I love that word uh, compassion because um, when you're talking about awareness, I think along the way with learning different concepts and you know, working on myself and doing therapy or whatever it was I happened to be doing at the time, there was one person that I was. Um, failing to have compassion for, and that was myself. And once I was able to get that, then I was also able to realize that the word compassion, it means come pass it on. And so therefore, I was able to see that a lot of things that I go through and continue to go through in my life because, you know, we're human beings, um, it's the ability then to go through it and then be able to pass it on, the learning, the knowledge, and the awareness to others. What's the single largest aha moment that you would say you've had in your life so far? I, I think, Temple, that, um, you know, there, there, as we all have, there have been some really down times in, uh, in, in my life. And, and I think really one of the, the, probably the biggest aha moments for me was, to really get out of that mode of blame and, and just really understand that when you take responsibility for your life, that it, it actually gets a lot easier. You know, it, it seems like it shouldn't. It seems like as long as I'm blaming someone else, then, you know, then I, then it'll be better that way. But I, I really think that that was probably the, the big aha that, that I've had occur. And, you know, at 52 years of age for that aha moment to 
really come, you know, when I was in my younger 30s, um, there, there, there has really been a lot of light, you know, ever since I think that largest moment uh, has hit. I love that idea. And adding to that, um, one of the awarenesses for me was like some of the teaching that we talk about with Stretton Smith, with the 4T program, or with the scripture of the difference between setting something right and seeing it right. And a huge aha moment for me when I was able to back up and, you know, back away from, wow, it's everybody else's fault, is that it was how I was seeing my life. Because you can either decide to see your life that, oh, nothing is working out, or you can step back and change your awareness to see it from a different perspective of, wow, everything's been working out just the way that it is supposed to. So when you're teaching people self-responsibility, are there certain techniques that you teach them, Andrew? I know that you travel abroad and all over. Um, Are there certain tips that you could give us as your audience today that could be helpful? I, I really like the, the formula that was actually it was created by Jack Canfield, who a lot of people know from the Chicken Soup for the Soul books, but uh, have been very popular for years. He, he has done quite a bit of work on self-esteem. And, you know, one of the things that, that has really stuck with me from his teachings is a formula called E plus R equals O. And this formula says that, in essence, that there are events that go on in our life. And literally, there are thousands of events that go on every day. And, uh, and he says, don't look at, a, at an event as just a wedding or a sports event or a graduation or a holiday or something like that. So, you know, Temple, just that somebody called you on the phone was an event today. Right. Uh, that we're doing this radio program today is an event that I was uh, at a doctor's appointment today was an event. And, uh, and, you know, that we spent the weekend with, uh, you know, friends in in Maryland was an event, and so on and so on. And so literally hundreds and thousands of events. And what what Canfield tells us is that we tend to get caught up in the event and in, in really judging it as being good or bad. And, uh, and it, what he suggests is to start to look at your events as neutral, so let's not get into their good or bad right now. And, and he also teaches about not looking at things so emotionally, but looking at them more intellectually. And he says, based on your event, uh, you are then going to have a reaction or a response to that event. And in essence, now you're going to choose uh, what, what and how you react or respond. And then based on that, um, you are going to have an outcome. And I love the whole idea of looking at life and outcomes, not looking them at successes or failures, but just looking at things as outcomes and asking a simple question, which is, you know, is this the outcome that I want? And if it is, great. And and maybe it could be even amazing. And maybe there's something we could do to make it even better. But if it's not an outcome that we want, then this really takes us back into the R where we're choosing our reaction or our response. You know, I do a lot of work with, uh, with different organizations, and I, I, I really enjoy the, the front-line folks. I, I just love talking with the people that are, that are doing the customer service, that are, that are really, you know, the lifeblood of any organization are your contact people, and just talking with them about, you know, what are the events that go on during your day? You know, oh, well, I have upset customers, or oh, I have people that, you know, that, that are, are, are upset or they're mad at our company and they take it out on me and boom, 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 boom. And I say, well, great. What is your reaction or response to that? And, and it really makes them stop. I, I, you know, a lot of people like to take things very personally. And, and I tell them, well, I, you know, I just suggest here that you consider that no one made you upset today. They didn't make you mad. You chose to be upset. And it's so much fun to see the light start to come on, you know. And, and, and I remember the first time that I heard this, I was not really in a space where I was really ready to receive it. You know, it was like, oh, yeah, that's a bunch of crap. Okay, enough. You know, but when you really get it, and, and that's what I tell them. I say, you know what, just put this on a Post-it note, E plus R equals O, and just put it up in front of you. 
And when you find yourself reacting to things, then look at it again and look at the outcome. So if you tell me you're stressed, if you tell me that you're angry, you tell me you're upset, then and that's the outcome that you're getting, then first of all, is that the outcome you want? Okay, well, if it is, then okay. If it's not, though, then we need to go backwards because the events are going to keep coming. And, you know, we've heard this described many different ways, Temple. You know, it's not about what life does to you. It's how you, you know, react to it, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But I really love teaching that E plus R equals O. People get it. It's so powerful to help them to take it from awareness to conscious to subconscious. You know, when they start to say, oh, why am I reacting that way? Okay, that guy honked his horn at me. Why am I getting so upset? And that's when I think people really start to grab their power. I still apply the South Carolina rule. I just assume they know me. (laughs) 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 Like, hi, how are you? How's it going? It's so true. Well, I know one of your um, favorite quotes is knowledge isn't power. Applied knowledge is your power. And I love and that I think, because yeah, you're, and, you're right. You're right on target because you know we've found this to be true, haven't we? We have access to more information on our planet than probably we ever have. Uh, we have we can get contacted within every five minutes and have a new idea, a new concept, etc. But the bottom line is, are we applying what we're learning? And that's so uh, rich what you're saying because. Um, what I find, and exactly what you're tuning into, is that it's the simplistic methods, like this formula. Someone could stay busy every day of their lives or engaged with this formula, and that be enough. The E plus R equals O. The hey, event plus so the response right. equals the outcome. Yeah, you're so right. I, I think you know? you're so right about keeping it simple, and, and I think that life gets too complicated. And one of the one of the things that, that we can do is allow that complication to really affect us. And uh, and so giving things, you know, easy things, put the sticking up up in front of you, or or have this to help you, um, I do think is is really helpful. In the in the beginning of a workshop, I tell people, you know, if you and and, and it could be even just a webinar. You know, webinars have become so popular now, Temple, with uh, different learning things that are out there. But you know, I tell people. Make it a goal that, that you're going to come up with something that you're going to apply, you know, now, when we start this. You know, not don't wait till the end, but, you know, it's kind of that whole thing of beginning with the end in mind. You know, what did you come here to do? Did you come here to learn? Okay, well, that's good, but, but how are you going to apply it? Uh, I'm still a big believer that, you know, there, that we could have all of the knowledge in the world, but if we don't use it, I just don't think it makes us any better. That's so true, and I've found through, you know, years of being a counselor or a coach myself with various people, if I talk to them for five minutes, I'm always very clear that most of their stress is coming from focusing on things that they have absolutely no control over, and it just really shocks people when you say, okay, here's my, you know, my idea is to take a blank sheet of paper, put a line in the middle, on the left-hand side, put what I have control over, and on the right-hand side, put what I have no control over. And you'll see all your energy is to going into what you don't have control over, and it can be exhausting because you're utilizing energies that you really can't do anything about. And, you know, back to the idea of the awareness that, that you're talking about. Do you, when you're talking about keeping the end in mind and, and various things um, reflected by the Covey material, do you encourage people to do treasure mapping and uh, goal setting and those types of things? Certainly goal setting and also action plans as well. I, I like it when people leave a session with, a, with an actual action plan of things that they're going to do. Uh, I, I think that that helps to, to get them into motion uh, in, in doing that. Um, mind, the, the treasure mapping or the mind mapping um, certainly can be powerful. You know, it's interesting. I, I had been thinking about just at the, the various conferences that, that I attend that, that I don't you know, very often see anybody doing any mind mapping or, or treasure mapping, you know, types of sessions there. And, 
And I wonder if that would be something that people would really gravitate toward, you know, if they were given that choice at a conference. Mm-hmm. It's funny, you know, I've been, um, I've been doing treasure mapping for like 30 years. They didn't necessarily call it that then, but I'm still in awe, you know, that every three or four years I just um, get a blank poster board and I will cut out and take a lot of photos from magazines and images and things. And I don't question the how is it going to come into being, but what could come into being, you know, what's the potential of the unexpected future. Um, and I'm always amazed, you know, when I go back and I look and I go, wow, I, I had forgotten all about, you know, putting this dream or this idea out there. And it's come true now. And But I think, you know, along with what you're saying, it's the vibration of feeling like you're participating in your life. Don't you think? I mean, that's where so much personal empowerment comes from is to know that you're a participant. When you're looking at your outcome, how have I participated up to this point to get the results that I wanted or did not want? I think that's a great way to sum it up. I I really like that. You know, are you a participant or... One of the things that I notice that goes on a lot, Temple, is that people are waiting for things. You know, they're waiting for this to happen. They're waiting for this to happen. They're waiting, they're waiting, they're waiting, they're waiting. And and while they're in waiting, they're not in action. And and, and it's something that I've really started to pay attention to. Uh, It is just how much waiting is going on, you know, and and asking people, you know, just real simple. When When I talk with people about, uh, interruptions in the workplace or their time management. I love to ask them about how much they're wa- how much time do you spend a day waiting? And, and and it's amazing when when they really start to look at it and they say, well, you know, I'm waiting for a response on an email. I'm waiting for this person to call me. I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm thinking, you know, let's let's do a little less waiting. What do you think? And, and let's just be a little bit more in action. And even if we are waiting for someone to call, that doesn't mean we have to stop everything. You know, we can just keep going. I wanted to share with you, I, I saw, I, I was out doing a little bit of, uh, of, of holiday Easter shopping, and there was a, uh, a chocolate egg that I saw that just, it, it really made me laugh. It was probably, oh, I bet a good, maybe four inches tall and, and a couple inches wide, and on that chocolate egg temple, the serenity prayer was on it. And I thought, how funny. I, that that is <laughs> that's funny. You know, have you heard the other um, idea of the serenity prayer? God grant me the serenity to accept the people I cannot change, to cur- the courage to change um, the one I can, and the wisdom to know it's me. <laughs> mm, have you heard that good. one before? That's I, right I, on task, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that that's one we need to post and remember. <laughs> well, let's say that one again. God grant me the cur- the serenity to accept the people. I cannot change the courage to change the ones I can and the wisdom to know it's me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes right back to that that inner awareness. And I remember um, years ago teaching the material from Sandra Ray, The Only Diet There Is. Did you ever see that book? Um, because, I have not, no. Okay, well, that's neat. Mark your ideas about that. But um, the only diet there is is love. And um, they were able to prove statistically at that time that a lot of people who were gaining weight were people that were waiting on certain things to happen in their lives rather than participating. Well, we're going to take a short break. I'm Temple Hayes. Uh, From Good to Amazing is our show today with the amazing Andrew Sanderbeck, and we'll look forward to seeing you right after the break. You are listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. 
To support this ministry, go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Your contribution helps us broadcast messages of love and inspiration throughout the world. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. The present moment is the point of action in my life, my opportunity to create my bliss. There is no need to ruminate on the past or daydream about the future when I can do something constructive with the now. Taking advantage of the present moment is like waking up in the morning. I'm no longer in a dreamlike state. Instead, I'm fully awake and aware of what is before me. Why postpone the life I desire? Right here and right now, I can begin creating it. That may mean making a business plan, enrolling in school, or moving a relationship to the next level. Whatever my dreams, I can advance them in the present moment. Guided and supported by God, I live my best life now. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word Digital Magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Hi, everyone. I'm Temple Hayes, and we are talking today with our special guest, Andrew Sanderbeck, who is a life coach. He does webinar series. He's been teaching people for years about how to go from good to amazing in their lives. Andrew, I just love talking with you. I'm telling you, I'm taking notes and writing down the ideas as fast and hard as I can. What mistakes or failures have you made in life that you would gladly repeat again? What a great question. You know, Temple, I think one of the things that the people that really make that leap from good to amazing start to understand is that there really are no failures in life. Mm-hmm. And and this was a, you know, we talk about those moments that really kind of grab you. And this was one that, that really grabbed me. When, when you start to look at exactly how do you define a failure and, and what is a failure? And one of the things that I loved in, in our first segment that, that you talked about was, you know, having that compassion for yourself. And, and I just hear so many people that, that don't and, and that, you know, their focus is not on loving themselves and, 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 and focusing on, you know, on taking good care of themselves. But, you know, how many times, and I know you and I do this too, where, you know, we, we look for that, you know, well, what is it that we did wrong or what went wrong? And, and, and you know, our focus becomes on, you know, I can't believe that I did that and, and et cetera, et cetera. And so when, when I really got a, a hold of, and, and I really don't even know who to credit this to, um, mm-hmm. but this whole concept of that failure, in essence, doesn't exist. And, and the idea is that if you learned 
something in the process and or experienced something different in the process, then it would be impossible to fail. So, you know, I, I really start to look at those markers. You know, so, okay, so I, I went out and recently, for instance, I, I sent out a proposal for an organization that wanted information on secession planning. Uh, they have a bunch of people that are going to be retiring, and they're really looking at moving forward uh, in, in really, you know, planning their future, let's say, instead of just letting it happen. And, uh, you know, I sent out a proposal and, and had a, a conversation with them, you know, in, in creating the outline and everything and everything, and, and, uh, and had a phone conversation. And, and, and it was just one of those where you just kind of sit back and you go, wow, that really didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. And, you know, and the feedback that I received from, from the, uh, the, the contact at the organization was, well, you know, I, I just don't think this is what we were looking for, and boom, 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 boom. And, and, and I really think that, you know, in the past, that could have been tough for me, you know, to, to say, well, you know, I did all this work, and, you know, and, and this is what you said you wanted, and boom, 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 boom. And, and I really could have looked at that as a failure. And now I look at it as much more of, you know, okay, what, what's the, the experience here? What is it that, that um, you know, that I'm going to get out of this that, that maybe I, I didn't, uh, haven't had happen before? Or, you know, one of my favorite things is if this has happened before and it's happening again, what is it that I need to wake up to here? You know, if these things are coming again and again and again, it's not about them, it's about me. Mm-hmm. And, and I always love that. I love to ask people that question. You know, if they say, well, I've got this problem, and boom, 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 boom. And I say, well, great. Have you had it before? And they just look at me. And, and well, well, yeah, I think I have. I said, oh, isn't that interesting? <laughs> so, so what are you supposed to, what do you think you're supposed to learn from that? Mm-hmm. And, and then kind of go on from there. But um, this whole concept of that, you know what, if you learn something, if you experience something different, it's not a failure. And I think that one of those steps to going from good to amazing, as we talk about, is not beating ourselves up. And, okay, what is it that I learned from, from this situation and in, in going forward? And maybe, Temple, just maybe what I needed to learn was maybe I needed to be a better listener. And the whole thing began. Mm-hmm. You're, you're so right. And somewhere along the way that started really uh, permeating, I started getting that concept for myself that – and I think part of that is the wounded visionary. If we look at the heart chakra and the wounds of people that dream and dream big, there's the other side, the shadow part is perfectionism. And perfectionism is exhausting, you know, and it, it keeps a lot of people from moving forward. It keeps people in stagnation. And like you were saying earlier, it also keeps people waiting, you know, not being willing to just jump out there and, and go for ideas and their dreams. But somewhere along the way, I started putting it together that if you're, if you're in the world really moving forward, if you're taking those action steps like you were referring to, if you're like wanting to make a difference and, uh, impact society and impact your own life, you're going to make mistakes. If you aren't making mistakes, it usually means that you don't have a whole lot going on, right? Mm, I mean, yeah. for me, that's been one way of, of looking at it um, and that it's a self-correct. It's like, okay, next time I'll do better. But without all that, it's not really the mistake that's so obvious sometimes. It's all that self-chatter that that goes on and i think the other thing is that people are so tense you know i don't know if that the coffee in the world has gotten stronger or whatever but every you know there's just so much tension and i love that idea and this is one of the things that i love about following your work andrew because i know you don't just talk about it you live it but you've got to take uh, things lightly and have a sense of humor and I love that about you is that no matter what you're facing or where you're traveling abroad or what, you know, class you're teaching or whatever, you're just able to do it uh, with a gentleness. And anyway, I just, I admire that about you. Thanks. I'll, I'll tell you one of the things that 
that I've learned in this process is that I also give myself permission to be upset. And, and I give myself permission to be um, unhappy. And, and, you know, this was something that I wasn't allowing. You know, I, I, was, I was always more toward, oh, you know, it'll be okay. And, oh, you know, all right, well, that happened. And, you know, we'll just move on. And, and I thought, you know what, it, it's okay. It, it's okay to say, you know what, I want to be upset for a little bit. You know, I, I just want to kind of go over to my little corner here, and maybe I'll just have a little Andrew pity party for a little bit. <laughs> and then do you know one. how powerful that is to tell your spouse or to tell your significant other, you know what, I'm just going to have my little pity party right now, and I don't think I'll probably be over there real long, but I just want to let you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's not anything that you can fix, and it's not anything that you can do, so... You know, just you know, just hold on to the loving thoughts for me, and and just know that you know what I just need to kind of crawl in my little space and have my own little pity party right now, and just you know, give myself permission. That was something I I wasn't allowing myself to do, and and it's made such a huge huge difference uh, in doing that. So yeah, I wanted to put that out for your listeners to really think about that. It's okay, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay now. You know, if you're in there and it's been two days and you're stuck in your pity party, then we probably need to look at something. You know, some, something's not moving you out of that. Um, Absolutely. That. I know you that's know, when but, so much of the things in my life started changing and some of the habits that weren't really serving me started changing was the ability to be gentle, the ability to lighten up, um, and the ability to just get rid of a lot of that that mental and that that head chatter what is that they say about um you know that someone uh has hang-ups when they're at the football game and the team goes into a huddle and the person thinks that they're talking about them <laughs> <laughs> that would be just, a hang-up i would agree you know i mean really when we make it about ourselves it it becomes that doesn't it it, it really yes, it does, does. It becomes that well, I tell you, with the knowledge that you have um, developed um, through the years, what what books would you say have uh, mostly influenced you on your spiritual path? I, I think two of the the things that I've really had to overcome uh, in 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 this life so far. Goodness knows there there may be more, but uh, one of them was to really come to, to my own comfort and, and to come to my really own grips with, with my version of spirituality and, and with, my, with my real comfort with God and, you know, and, and who I see God to be and, and what is God. And, and I think one of the, the books that, that really helped me to, to come to grasp with really just getting over, and, and I know we talk about past programming and and th- those are all complicated terms for just taking on other people's belief systems. Um, what was the Conversations with God books uh, from Neil Donald Walsh? Those those were really, you know, Temple. You and I know the the quote that says that when the student's ready, the teacher appears. Mm-hmm. And um, and and there was really a time in my life when when those books just really um, really started to to help me build a foundation and. Certainly, you know, we, I, many of us have done the work with Course in Miracles and, and, and those books. So those have been big in, in really helping me to, to really just focus on my spirituality and, and getting away from what's right and wrong, you know, with, which there's a lot of that out there, as we both know. Um, I, I also would say I, I just love the book from T. Harvecker called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And, and understanding that uh, our relationship with money, and and really understanding that that um, you know, and, and and we talk about this a lot, but but knowing the power of your thoughts, and 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 I love how he talks about that we all have in essence a, a money thermostat, and uh, and and what we really need to understand is where our thermostat is right now, and there are the things that we need to do to to change that thermostat. If if you're someone who tends to go through cycles of where you have money or maybe even a lot of money and then you have none and you just keep repeating that cycle. Um, you know, he says it, it's really all inside of you that that's going on. And, 
and I know that we've done a lot with the four T's and, and have taken that class, and, and I think that the, the teachings there are very similar. Uh, I think it's real important that people, uh, in essence, come to really a good place with, with money because money is important in our lives. And, and one of the things that T. Harbecker says that I absolutely love is that one of the great things about having money and, and whether that, you know, is, is a lot of money or, you know, a good amount of money or whatever that may be for you is that it allows you to give more. And that, to me, is the most powerful thing to look at. You know, how, if you had, if you doubled your income or if you found ways of creating uh, revenue streams that brought in more money for you, how much more could you give to others? And that is really powerful. So, you know, those two really stick out. And, and uh, we're packing right now, Temple. I don't know if you know that. We, we are in the process of buying a home uh, in the mountains of North Carolina. And uh, after Congratulations. Out, yeah, thank you. And That's been your dream through, for a, a bit, you know? Yes, yeah, it has. It has. We were going through some, some boxes of books, and, and I found a book that I just adore called Loving What Is by Byron Katie. And I don't know if that's a book that, that you have read or looked at, but that is another powerful one on my list. I'm, as, I haven't, actually, and yet I know that she has done just some amazing work um, with her 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 work called The Work, and yeah. that people have traveled um, from all over the world to attend some of her programs. Um, yeah, I, I love that idea about, um, about money, too, and keeping it in the right perspective for ourselves because often people just don't realize that money is energy, and it's, energy is so necessary in life. And when we are tense and trying to hold on to and keep things the same, there's not that flow, you know. But when we're able to share and give, and you're so right. Um, If you look at the philanthropist and various people in our local cities and throughout the globe, uh, the people that um, have more have more to give. (laughs) In that the odd thing about it, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they're giving it, they're exchanging that energy, they're sharing, and um, they have a lot, and they continue to have have more, and that's that's very powerful. Well, I know we we have been talking about the Catherine Ponder book on the the, the uh, dynamic laws of prosperity, and uh, and what a powerful book that is as well, and and our hopes one day of turning that into a webinar series for, for people to to really, you know, take a look at that book in, in a different way. And, uh, you know, and those types of things are just so exciting. Um, you know, when you look at it, if, if someone could take on the mindset and really own their own prosperity, you know, what, what a difference that would make to their lives and to every life that they would touch. Well, one of the things that I know, because you and I have spoken about that, and also, yes, um, I'm looking forward to us being able to create this webinar series from the Catherine Ponder material because it's so profound. But one of the things that that I've I've found in in my own life and in watching others when it comes to their their financial well being is that when people stop the flow you know, it becomes more stopped, right? I mean, one of the Uh things that we've been coming out of now in our nation is that so many people stopped at the same time, and it just created this... um, this lack of movement with, with energy. And fortunately, we're very grateful that it's starting to change for sure. So we just we see that and we see more of these prosperity ideas getting out there in mainstream so that people can join together because it does make um, such a difference. What are some of the questions in life that you find to still be mysterious? I mean... Do you, you know, what do you think this is all about, <laughs> us being here and in this human suit? And well, what do you think? Do we need a purpose? I mean, 
What's this? I, I think that's really one of the great questions that you know, I, I think as as the spiritual light kind of came on within me, and and I and I started to see you know the world very differently, and and doing those things. You know, there, there's a whole lot out there about leading a purpose driven life, and you know, and and you know the the importance of of finding our purpose in what we do, and. And actually, this question that you brought up just came up recently when, when I was having a conversation with someone, and they, and they said, you know, do we, do we really have to live a purpose here? You know, it's out there, and we talk about it a lot, and it's certainly a part of, of, the, of the super conscious, um, but, you know, do, are we really here to live our purpose? And, and I love it when people do that temple. You know, I, I love it when people question what we may think is the norm, or, or they question something that we have accepted as a belief system. And then to just step back and say, what a really great question. You know, so are we really here to live a purpose? Is, is that what it's all about? Mm, and those types of things, I think, start to build the mystery in us. And, and it's also, you know, one of the things that I love is, to have a conversation with someone and not have to have an answer. Mm, that's so true. Well, look, I'm looking forward to us returning after break. We're going to take a short break, um, and we'll be right back. So thank you for joining us, and thank you for supporting Unity.fm by making your donations to Unity Online Radio. Many people, like myself, desire more out of life. I want more out of my work, my daily interactions, and my relationships, including my connection with the divine. So when I found Unity House's new book by the Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard called Good Questions, a lot of things started making sense. Dear Tom, how can I believe in the integrity of God if I can't believe in my own integrity? From K.A. in Iowa. Dear K.A., God's goodness is independent of your highs and lows, but lighten up on yourself, my friend. Everybody has gloomy spells in their moral and spiritual life. Everyone makes mistakes. Self-doubt is endemic to the species Homo sapiens. People tend to doubt themselves and to be their own worst critics. All people fall short of their goals. In fact, that's one of the classic definitions of sin. But making mistakes, even really, really bad ones, does not define who you are. You are Imago Dei. The spiritual image and likeness of God, the divine spirit within, is your true identity, now and forever. Dr. Tom's an expert in metaphysical Christianity who is sometimes passionate, sometimes funny, but always ready to tackle the agonizing questions about life and our spiritual path. His book, Good Questions, Answering Letters from the Edge of Doubt, is a must-read for those of us who listen to his show here on Unity FM or read his column in Unity Magazine. Get your copy today online at unity.org and click on the shop link. Are you searching for some levity and humor on your spiritual path? Then come join us for Unity Happy Hour with your hosts, Ogan and Jim. Each week, these ministerial students from Unity Institute and Seminary have spirited, humorous, and somewhat irreverent discussions about current events, family, culture, and really anything under the sun, set against a backdrop of spirituality and personal growth. So bring your authentic self and join us on Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome back, everybody, as we are benefiting immensely from talking to Andrew Sanderbeck today. I did want to make mention that you can follow Andrew by going to andrewsanderbeck.com or peopleconnectinstitute.com. And this information is also on uh, Unity. FM. Andrew, uh, what would you say is your approach to being successful in business? You know, Temple, I think that um, if there are great lessons that, that one learns in life or, or and, you know, and, and I guess we could even go back to, 
kind of the conversations with God where Neil Donald Walsh talks about, you know, are we really even here to learn lessons? We could throw that one out, too, for a nice conversation without an answer. Uh, you know, because in conversations with God, the conversation is more on we're just here to experience, uh, you know, and in essence that you've learned it all before, and maybe you are having a relearning. But when it comes to business, uh, I, I think the, the, the way to really take that next step in, in business is to really understand that it's about relationships and, and that your, your relationships are really the, those keys to, to success. And, and many times, Temple, and, and I know that you've seen this in your own life, the, the levels of success that you reach through the relationships that you've built are, are higher than things that you could have ever imagined. And, uh, you know, and, and yeah, we're, we're here in, you know, human, human beings, and, and, you know, and, and I think many of us get that. Uh, however, this is not a solo journey. You know, this, this is truly about uh, the relationships that we build as, uh, as we go through. And, and I tell you, one of the concepts that I'd really like to put out for your listeners is to really look at who is your, and, and I like to call them my inner circle of support, uh, you know, and who are those people that, that are really there uh, to, to help you. And, and we, we talked earlier about failures and, you know, and beating yourself up and, and those things that go on. And, you know, who, who's the, the people that you turn to? And, and not only is this true in business, but, it, but in our personal lives as well. So I, I suggest to everyone that, that if you want to really look at, at really upping yourself, you know, and, and maybe taking us to that amazing level, one of the, one of the keys there is, is the people that, that you have around you and, and the people that you listen to. Um, you know, there are a lot of people that want to talk to you, but, but there may be very few that, that you really find yourself listening to. So the relationships, I think, are key. Uh, one of the things that I challenge people to do is, is in essence, and, and I love the whole concept of, of, of what is going on in the unknown is what is truly alive. And in business, what I look at is seeking out the new opportunity. Uh, it was just last year that I uh, launched a, a webinar company, and this is web-based training that it's doing very well. And, and many people, you know, encouraged me to do this. And, of course, there were some that were saying, you know, well, you know, is that really where you want to invest your money and your time? And, but I saw that the opportunity was there. And, and when, when we see that, that uh, the training, for instance, and, and Temple, you and I go way back as trainers together in, in uh, you know, being out there and, and being on the road and doing our training, the training model has changed. Uh, the presentation model has changed. Uh, people don't necessarily want to sit in a room for a full day anymore. And, and you know, launching the webinar company, I saw it as this is a new opportunity. And, and so I challenge people, look for the new opportunities that are out there. And that involves taking risks. Yet I'm going to tell you that, that there are good risks and there are bad risks. And I've lived both. How about you, Temple? Have you lived both of those? You know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I remember a long time ago that, that I saw a dear friend who had a magnet on her refrigerator uh, that said, you know, jump off the cliff and, and just, you know, get your wings on the way down. And that really used to be kind of my mantra. And I've learned that those aren't necessarily the best risks to take. Mm-hmm. And so looking at the webinar business and the things that we were doing and the way that we went about it and, and approached it made it a good risk and instead of just diving in and, 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 you know, not really building the wings before we took the dive on that per se. And I guess the last one that I would share is that enjoy building something, but then you've got to learn to let it go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is a hard one. It really is. And, and yet it's so important if you're going to do the other things because to seek out new opportunity, in essence, means that there are probably some things that you're going to end up letting go. And, and I, I, I guess many of us have gone through this whole thing of really understanding the power uh, of letting something go. And, uh, and, and so those are, are, I guess, some of my, you know, things that I look at in, in, in building our, our successful business. I, I'm a big believer, Temple, that you aren't really going to, I think, get to those levels of achievement if you are working for somebody else. 
uh, I'm a big believer that uh, that if, if you have that entrepreneurial spirit, that that you should really pursue it, and and, and really take that journey. Uh, and 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 I think that we're seeing a lot of change in our culture, uh, and I think a lot of that change is for the good. I think there is more there's more opportunities for entrepreneurs. There there's more opportunity for people to be like me. I, I, I worked for corporations for quite a few years, and, and I made the decision that, that I wanted to do it, you know, in essence, in, in my own company. So, uh, and and it's, it's a great opportunity to, to experience a lot of highs and a lot of lows, and, uh, but, you know, there, there's something very powerful uh, about just, just knowing that there's, there's that freedom and you and I have talked about this a lot, Temple. Freedom is a very powerful word for me. You know, if freedom's not there, then then that's something that that really catches my attention. And when the freedom is there, I see it, and and that becomes very important. I think it makes all the difference. And the other um, that I feel keeps me, you know, somewhat young at heart, and and having a good attitude in life is in addition to the taking the good risk, the willingness to do new things. And um, very recently, I started uh, writing music uh, with a couple of um, musicians. And I had no clue, you know, (laughs) that, that that was possible. But I just really started getting into it. And I got so energized by it. And just because it was... Doing something new, and that happens so often, I think, with people is they get into the, you know, same stuff, different day of just routine and not having exposure to new opportunities and new things. And when you meet people that in your mind you think, now, wow, I'd like to know more about that person or they seem to be, you know, so happy or just sizzling with enthusiasm or whatever you would, you know, sum them up to be. They're doing new things. They're exposing themselves to new people. They um, do some traveling. They see new things. Uh, and they're they're willing to get involved or learn a new trade or uh, take a different hobby. I, it makes all the difference, I think, with staying young at heart. It really does. I went to a conference couple weeks ago, and it was a, a conference in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina on gaming, digital gaming. So these are people that are creating uh, the games that, that uh, may end up on a, a Wii or, you know, that may be played online. And in Temple, you talk about going into that new environment. I felt so out of place. Yeah. And, you know, I'm in, in a whole new world of terminology. I'm in a whole new world of, of you know, this, this is just not a world I know. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my gosh, I left so energized, not only thinking about a, a game that I want to create, and that was what really brought me there. I've got a, an idea for a game, and I wanted to find out more about, you know, how this all works and, you know, what, what to do with it. But I, I started to look at their concepts that they use in their world and then started to put it in my world. And it's like, oh my gosh, how how does that fit in the world of someone who's going out and, and coaching others? How does that fit in the world of someone who's doing training? How does that fit in, in doing this and this? So I think you've hit a real key point there. It's what are you going out and experiencing new? Mm-hmm. Not just the same old, same old. You know, and, and we like to talk about things about taking a different route home and, and all that stuff. Uh-uh. Let's not take a little, you know, a little step. Take a big step. Go, go get into, you know, go to a conference that you know nothing about, and see what that does for you. I've got a real good friend in uh, in Tampa, who uh, she is very successful in in the work that she does, and and working with her husband, they are now involved in a tattoo business. And this is kind of like their side business. Now, I, I don't know about your take on tattoos, but I, I'm just not a fan of them. I, no. I wouldn't do that to my body, you know, but that's okay. I, mm-hmm. I don't judge it as wrong. It's just, it's just not who I am. And she was telling me that 
with her husband that she went to a two-day tattoo conference, and I think it was like in Nashville. And she said it just opened her eyes to a whole new world in what we're doing. So I think you've hit on a key point. You know, it's about finding new because new invigorates what we do right now. It's so true. Well, I tell you, Andrew, it has been a pleasure to be with you and to get some of your great ideas. And I'm sure that the audience um, has taken away some some good golden nuggets uh, with our time with you today. And again, I just want to remind everybody to um, look up Andrew Sanderbeck on his website, andrewsanderbeck.com. And also feel free to join me on templehays.org and unitycampus.org. It's really been a pleasure to explore these ideas with you. And, Andrew, we'll look forward to uh, having you on our show again real soon. So thank Thank you, everyone, for being with us. And we look forward to hearing and seeing from you during the week. And we will be back next week. Thank you for joining From Good to Amazing. Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries Online at www.templehays.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. Online at www.unitycampus.org. Reverend Paulette's mantra is, it's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Rev. Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the What is the secret to happiness? Why do bad things happen to good people? What is our purpose in life? What must I do to bring healing into my life? Join Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday for a metaphysical romp. Explore fundamental unity principles put into action through real-life scenarios from people like you. Call in with your questions and spiritual challenges, and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's Metaphysical Romp with Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, 
I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.